0: this show will begin now welcome everybody to big spend little cash podcast i'm ed Wright. this podcast shares information about credit credit improvement tips products and services that will help you reach your financial goal and on this episode of big spend little cash podcast we are going to take a look at something that has gotten by most of us With everything that's going on in this world and all around us, this piece of information have seemed to have escaped us. I mean, I missed this on the 5 o'clock evening news. I'm talking about the idea that the federal government is planning on taking over our credit reporting system. Let's get right into it. Everybody knows that credit is the key to modern day living. Even if you prefer to use cash money, having a good credit score can help you save money on insurance, loans, and things like that. And it gives you a choice of when you're shopping for apartments and cell phone plans and things like that. Credit cards can help you cover emergencies when something comes up. And it is essential when you're traveling. And especially when you're shopping online. I remember years ago when my daughter was on the homecoming court at her high school and I had to buy that, that gown. You know what I'm talking about? The, the gown that has that wide flared out bottom to it. Did you know that those gowns can cost hundreds of dollars? I'm talking about six, seven, eight hundred $800, depending on how fancy they are. So I bought the gown the first year that she was on a homecoming court. But then the second year when she was on the court, we did a little shopping and we found a website from over in Japan that sold the very same gowns for hundreds of dollars cheaper. Now, I bought the first one from somewhere here in the United States and it was six hundred and something dollars. But the second one that came from Japan I think I only paid a couple hundred dollars for it. And as we was going through the website, we even saw the gown that she had worn the year before. So when I went to buy the dress on the website from Japan, well, because of my bank's security, it would not let the transaction go through because there was a purchase that was being made overseas. It locked up my debit card. And so now I had to use my credit card. In order to make the purchase so if I did not have the credit card I could not have made the purchase would have to had to pay hundreds of dollars more for the same gown that was hundreds of dollars less and if I did not have a good enough credit score I would not have been able to have the credit card now when your name is on a credit account The bureaus will receive reports about your account activities, whether you're paying late or on time. And then the bureaus will build your credit report. And when they get enough information, when they get enough data, you will have a credit score. But now there is a game changing piece of legislation that seemed to have slipped under the radar. With everything else that's going on on the news, this piece of information has gotten by most of us. And that is the idea that Congress is planning on overhauling the credit reporting system. And the reason why is because is that those who are in favor of overhauling this credit reporting system has deemed that the credit reporting system is being unfair and discriminatory. The House Committee of Financial Services Chair, Maxine Waters, have said that for far too long, our credit reporting system has kept people of color, people of low income from access to credit to start a small business, access to mortgage loans to become homeowners and access to credit to meet financial emergencies. And they're getting their information from studies that have been done over the years by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. And in the year of 2015, the Bureau found that 45 million people in this country did not have no credit score or had an unscorable credit report. And the study even showed that the black consumers, Hispanic consumers and consumers in low income neighborhoods are the ones who were more likely to not have a good enough credit to produce a credit score. In 2015, 45 million Americans were in this predicament, but those numbers have gone up significantly over the years because the Bureau Equifax has released a study that they done in 2019 that showed that 91.5 million people were in this predicament. So we have gone from, from 45 million people with not a good enough credit score in 2015 to 91.5 million people in 2019. This is a 46.5 million people jump in just four years. 91.5 million people do not have a good enough credit score to be approved for apartments, to be approved for the good paying job, to be approved for the credit cards, the mortgage, the, 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 the car loans. And when you have a credit score that is not good enough to qualify you for these financial products, life becomes a little bit harder as opposed to those who do have that good credit score. Another advocate on this is Chi Chi Wu of the National Consumer Law Center, who proposes to replace the privately run three credit bureau system with a public credit registry. She says that the fact that the private Profit Seeking Companies explains why the credit bureaus are constantly expanding their products into use, such as employment, insurance and tenant screening that ultimately harms Americans and contribute to the massive inequality in our nation. Let's listen to see what she has to say. The last issue is another possible reason that complaints have exploded, the fact that nowadays 90% of landlords conduct credit checks as part of tenant screening, pushed by the credit bureau's expansion into new uses and thirst for more customers and more sales. The credit bureau makes a profit off of us? The credit bureaus make a profit? Who knew that the credit bureau made a profit? I thought that this was more of a non-profit type industry. But come to find out that they actually make a profit. So now the question is, how how do the credit bureaus make a profit? Well, they make a profit out of selling your information. And this is how it works. Now, when creditors and lenders send data to the credit bureaus about your credit behavior, this is done for free. The credit bureaus also collect data from public records, from the courthouses, And they collect data about rent and utility payments, cell phone payments from those who report it to them. And then the bureaus will compile all of this data, organize it, and then sell it. They sell your information to employers who are trying to gather information about an applicant's history. They sell your information to credit card companies trying to decide an applicant's interest rate. And they sell your information to lenders who are trying to determine if they will approve or deny a loan application. And have you ever wondered, have you ever wondered how the credit card companies get your address or your new address? You move from one place to another and the next thing you know, you get a credit card offer in the mail. This is how it works. That when a credit card company decides that they're going to solicit the advertisement for a credit card, what they do is is they will get in touch with the credit bureaus and then tell them that they need 3 million files of people who have filed for bankruptcy. Because we have a credit card that we think that they will like to have to rebuild that credit. So the credit bureaus will sell 3 million credit files of people here in the United States who have filed for bankruptcy over a certain period of time. Now, I don't know how much they sell this information for. I don't know if anybody really know other than the credit bureaus and those who are buying that information from them. And then the credit card companies will say that I need 5 million files. Of people who have not filed for bankruptcy because we have a credit card that is specifically for them. And so the credit bureaus will sell that information to the credit card companies. And this is how that when you go from one end of the town to the other. Somehow the credit card company find you. Now you can keep them from selling your information, but you know, in doing so. That means that you might miss out on on some opportunities such as a, a credit card offer. But you can keep the credit bureaus from selling your information. And one way is to freeze your credit report. You have the right to freeze your credit report as a protective measure. And when a credit freeze or a security freeze is in place on your credit file, companies who you don't have a relationship with or don't do business with cannot access your credit information. Another thing that you can do is, is that you can do what's called opt out. Now, the credit bureaus, they can sell your information to certain companies for marketing purposes, even if you're not applying for financing for, from these companies. But you can visit www.optoutprescreen.com or call 1-885-OPT-OUT or one 885 8688 if you wish to stop sharing your credit information for marketing purposes. And when we come back, we're going to take a look at how many credit bureaus are there. Noise is everywhere. Excessive noise is harmful, linked to sleep deprivation, hearing loss and heart disease. Should noise be the price we pay for progress? Actually, no. Many noise sources have quieter options. Talk to store and building managers about safe sound levels. Work with elected officials and the police to strengthen noise enforcement. Join Noise Free America, a coalition to promote quiet. Eating well? Check. Staying active? Check. Screening for colon cancer. In Manitoba, colon cancer is the second leading cause of cancer deaths. In its early stages, it has no warning signs and you feel fine. If you're over 50, add colon cancer screening to your health checklist. To receive a home screening test in the mail, call colon Check at 1-855-95-CHECK, visit getcheckedmanitoba.ca or talk to your doctor. Don't- You're now tuned in to Big Spend Little Cash with Ed Wright and here's your host. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen to Big Spend Little Cash and here on this episode we have been talking about the fact that the three major credit bureaus and that is Experian, Equifax and TransUnion, they are under fire by Congress because of what is said to be unfair practice towards a certain group of people and that is the people of color, Hispanic people and people who are living in low income neighborhoods. It has gotten to the point now where Congress is proposing to uh, overhaul the credit reporting system or take it over outright. Now these are the three major credit reporting bureaus, Equifax, TransUnion and Experian. The three that we normally hear about, But did you know that there are a whole lot more than just those three? There are actually over four hundred credit reporting bureaus here in the United States. Now we know about the three, but the smaller ones they focus on a certain group of people or a particular group of people with particular financial circumstances, such as people with less than perfect credit, people with a certain credit history, or people with bankruptcies, repos, garnishments on their credit report. You may ask the question, why are there so many credit reporting bureaus? Well, because credit is big business here in the United States. If you stop to think about all of the financial products that you've applied for over the years, I'm talking about student loans, car loans, mortgages, Credit cards, apartment rentals, um, uh, utility applications, job applications, cell phone bills. Just think about how many applications that are required to run your credit check have you yourself applied for over the years since you have been an adult. Now, multiply that by the number of people that live here in the United States. And you can see how this is big business, because when the creditors and the lenders and the employers, they they need to have uh, information about the people who are putting in these applications. Well, they go to the credit bureaus to get these files. The credit bureaus sell them this information to the creditors, the lenders, the employers. The landlord, apartment management, they sell this information. And we're talking about millions of people here in the United States on a daily basis, fill out an application that requires their credit check to be ran. And the credit bureaus, they have all of your information. They know more about you than you do. The credit bureaus have all your information. They, they have your personal information. They, they, they have your name on file, whether it's your, your current name or your previous name for, for the women who, uh, had gotten married and they know what your maiden name was. They have your addresses, your current address and all of your previous addresses. They know what your birthday is. They have your social security number. They know all of the employer's that have hired you, all the jobs that you have had. They even get your information from public records. They go to the courthouse and they get all the information. They get the information about those who have filed for bankruptcy and those who have garnishments and tax liens on their records. They have information about the credit inquiries, details about all of the times that someone had to run your credit report, the times that you went to the car lots, and filled out the application to get financing for their car, they got that on record. They have a record of how many accounts that you have had, how many credit cards that you've had, your credit obligations, whether it's current obligations or previous obligations. And with those accounts, they have the account numbers. They have the payment histories, how many times you made late payments, how many times you made payments on time. The credit balance how much you owe right now on your credit cards and how many of those credit cards you have. They know about the status of those accounts, whether it's current, whether it's closed, whether it's past due or whether it's a charge off, they know the credit limit on these credit cards. They know the date that you were approved for these credit cards. I guarantee you, they know more about you than you do. You move across the street. They know about that. You move across town. They know about that. You get married. They know about that. You get married, get a divorce and get married again. They know about that. As soon as you apply for anything, as soon as something significant in your life change, the credit bureaus will have a record of it because the creditors, the loan companies, the credit card companies, the landlords, the utility companies, the cell phone companies, all of them report information to the credit bureau and that is information on each and every single one of us now when we come back we're going to find out just exactly what it is that the advocates of this issue have discovered As an Olympic athlete, I prepare for everything. So when I became pregnant, I thought I was ready. But at 32 weeks, I was diagnosed with severe preeclampsia and had an emergency C-section. Looking back, had I known the warning signs, I would have talked to my doctor sooner. Too many women die of pregnancy-related complications, and most are preventable. If you or someone you know is pregnant or recently had a baby, learn the warning signs. It could help save her life. Hear her. You're listening to Big Spend Little Cash with Ed Gray. Now, back to the show. This is what seems to be the issue, and there are several for the reason why the government has decided to step in. That in all of this reporting all of your business and all of this collecting information about your business. That this system is supposed to be a race neutral, fact-based way to decide whether to approve a loan application. But it is believed, and there are some study results that show, that the U.S. history of economic racism puts people of color at a disadvantage in credit score calculations. It has been determined that, that for decades banks have redlined black and Latino neighborhoods, refusing to make conventional loans and refusing to put local branches in non white and low income neighborhoods. People and communities of color have been targeted for high cost, predatory loans. Financial products that that leads to higher delinquency and default rates than non-predatory loans. As a consequence, black people and Latinos are more likely than their white counterparts to have their credit damaged. Starting in the 1990s, financial institutions began flooding historically redlined neighborhoods with predatory mortgages that ultimately led to the meltdown of the global economy and waves of foreclosures hammered neighborhoods of color for more than a decade before the crash. And then droves of people begin to, to turn to high rate credit cards to cover even your most basic expenses contributing to the consumer debt crisis and spawning the debt buying industry that, purchases old debt for cheap and then uses the court to extract judgment from people and communities of colors when they could not pay it back. And these judgments were then listed on their credit report, which brings their credit score down and then in terms limiting a whole range of opportunities. Payday loans. Payday lenders continue to Extract billions of dollars from low-wage workers. Studies have shown that one in every five Americans have unpaid medical debt. With more than half of all of African American and Latinos carrying medical debts on their credit cards. So, by definition, people who take out payday loans and people who have uninsured medical debts are struggling. And are likely to miss payments here and there. And so the missed payments translates into decreased credit scores. And this information, the unpaid medical bills, the unpaid credit card debt, the student loans, the mortgages, as well as the foreclosures, the bankruptcies, the debt collection judgment, wage garnishments, appears on people credit reports and then lowers their credit score. And the credit bureaus will make humongous profits by selling all of this information about all of us. I want to thank you guys for joining me here on Big Spend Little Cash. And I want to hear from you on this matter. Tell me what you think about the government taking over or overhauling our credit reporting system. Send me an email at edwright at bigspendlittlecash.com. And in my next episode, we will continue to discuss this matter. New episodes every Monday at 8 a.m. And always remember that an 800-point credit score is worth more than a million bucks in the bank. And until we meet each other again, goodbye.